claimed that it was shit in his day. Some films are shit and shit they will stay, but some get better over time because of Nicolas Cage. So which film stays shit forever? Which one's got a little bit better? Welcome to Second Chance Movies, the podcast where we rewatch movies and decide if they deserve a second chance. I'm Joe Harper, your host who loves rewatching movies and loves his collection of action figures. And I'm Jessica Quaz, your host who's a one and done kind of movie viewer who does not like NCIS. I'm sorry to Chris O'Donnell. And today we are giving a second chance to batman and robin yes yes all right guys i think the reason is pretty obvious why we're talking about batman and robin we're about to get the batman the robert pattinson as batman i'm ready i'm excited and i think uh the best way we knew how to get in the batman spirit was watch the what some say is the worst Batman, Batman and Robin. I am so pumped to talk about this movie um, just because it is so infamous for so many different reasons. A lot of intense feelings about this movie. It's just like this is a prime second chance movie and I'm so, so pumped to talk about it. All right. So big spoiler alert. We're going to be talking, breaking this movie down. Um, probably giving away key details so you know it's been almost 30 years since this was created wow you haven't seen it by now i don't know what to tell you now sorry we're going to talk about it and for those of you either are not familiar with batman and robin or haven't seen it in a while i would love to read imdb's synopsis for you batman and robin try to keep their relationship together <laughs> This is already making me break. What? <laughs> this um... is not how I would describe this movie. No. <laughs> Batman and Robin try to keep their relationship together. <laughs> I'll never get through this. <laughs> try to keep their relationship together, even as they must stop Mr. Freeze and Poison Ivy from freezing Gotham City. Okay. It does. It makes it sound like it's her plan too. Like, yeah, yeah. Like she also can freeze stuff, and that's not what she's about. <laughs> there's two separate plans, and they don't really go together. I think. No, at some point they freeze, and Ivy just like kind of become like enemy buds. Like, oh, hey, the enemy of my enemy is my best friend. What's up? Like, um, the whole Batman and Robin relationship is the most awkward way to start off describing. <laughs> movie it's... they try to keep their relationship it sounds like they're dating it sounds like they're having like marital struggles like and they just want to stick together for the kids I mean, like, they really are like, it's bizarre and we can get into it more but there is something like robin is going through like a really pissy phase in this movie he's an adult too i'm he's pretty sure he's man. like i don't know if he's supposed to be a teen but he looks like he's in his like late 20s early 30s <laughs> i mean he's definitely like paying taxes at this point but he's like 
pissy. So, Quez, do you remember your first experience with this movie? Well, I mean, it came out in 97. I watched this movie when I was a kid so many times. I thought this movie fucking slapped. I thought it was it. It was, like, so cool. I loved it when I was a kid. And as a millennial, I'm sure a lot of us remember this movie from our childhood. But, yeah, I I, I watched it so many times. I, I thought it was just all so cool. I thought Batgirl was cool. I was, like, really into it. Um, and then growing up, coming to find out, like, a lot of people fucking hate it. And I was, like, unaware of that until I became an adult. Um, and, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in dissecting that. I also was young when this, uh, this came out. I think I was prime age for this. It was great. I had all the toys. I'd watched the third one. I don't. So the the I was too young for the first two. I remember my aunt saw the second one. It was like the penguin bit someone's nose off, and my parents <laughs> were like, "That sounds too violent. You're not allowed to watch that." And that was why I never got around to watching that until I was like in my teens and like could rent things on my own. That um, um that makes complete sense for the Harpers. I definitely saw that movie when I was really young. And for some reason, I was cool with like the nose biting and the grossness of Danny I, DeVito. Um, I definitely remember watching the third and fourth one a lot when because they're they're more like I don't know, feel like childish, more fun aimed at the youngsters to get all the toys and I absolutely bought all the toys. Um I read a fun fact about this movie. Oh, please right do off, tell. Right off the bat, in later interviews, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure to make the film more toyetic, <laughs> i.e. a showcase for marketable toys and games. So, that's awesome. That is interesting. Got yeah, got you. Got you. Got and I can see that between, like, like you said, I definitely feel like when I was younger, three and four were the ones that I watched the most. And now kind of looking back, like there is a certain colorful and like campiness to Batman Forever, but it's Batman and Robin where you get that almost like, what is it? Toyification of it? Yeah. Like toyetic. I, toyetic. I feel that. Like I totally can see that. And it's interesting that they were just going for that vibe because it makes sense. I think this one feels more like that than three, at least. If I'm Definitely. Crazy. Yeah. I think um, three was like, it's interesting because Schumacher did that as well, but that was more like a happy medium between dark, yeah. And one, dark and fun. And then we just went full, like, hey, the kids can watch this. Let's make, let's make some fucking money with toys. Yeah, we did watch it. We sure you know did. What? Other people watched it too. And let's hear what they had to think of. Let's line it up with those positive reviews. All right. Let's get happy. Yes. Luke Y. Thompson with LYTRules.com wrote, I don't know anyone who will admit to liking Batman and Robin except me. Good for you, Luke. Live your truth. There's dozens of us. There's like 11 of us that like it. But Luke, good for you for being honest. Jeff Miller of the Houston Chronicle. If you like him busy, this is the sequel for you. (laughs) 
I mean, yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. Multiple things, multiple scenes, multiple, just a lot, lot flashing in front of your face. Again, it's not boring. That's one thing for sure we can say. It ain't boring. Robert Rotten of Laramie Movie Scope. It is a great film to look at. The movie in-jokes are quite good, too. Okay, you know what? Robert is so fucking correct here. He's absolutely on it. The like watching it now as an adult, I am blown away by this these massive colorful sets with like all these quirky props and pieces and set dressing. It's so cool to just like visually watch. It's fucking awesome. And I will also say that the in jokes are quite good. There are so many so many jokes and puns about ice and freezing and cold to the point where I'm like, how does a brain think of this many ice things? Like, I am in awe of these jokes. I mean, they're they're not good. I was happy with the sheer the sheer quantity of them, okay. more so than the like, quality. Because some do not fit. Like they force it in there. <laughs> like, what killed the dinosaurs? <laughs> the ice age. <laughs> Mr. Freeze says 27 ice puns throughout the movie. See, that number is, to me, that's impressive. Peter Bradshaw, a well-known film critic from The Guardian, uh, didn't get around to reviewing this movie until 2019. (laughs) He said, an amiable, almost farcical Batman episode with George in Nespresso mode. Ooh, calling out those commercials. <laughs> um, I think George Clooney himself shits on his own performance of this yeah, movie. He 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 he's been known to give people refunds for this movie. <laughs> Which I just think is really comical. But I will say, like, I don't think he's that bad. And I think I would not call it like Nespresso mode. I don't think he's like a tryhard at Batman. I think he's kind of trying to play it like a cool Bruce Wayne. Um, and we'll get we can get more into his performance later, but like it just feels like Clooney being Clooney and yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it too. There's nothing wrong with Clooney being Clooney. That's why he's so beloved. I think it's time to move on to these negative reviews. Yeah, let's start shitting on this movie because a lot of people did. Liam Lacey of Globe and Mail campy costumes can't disguise the incoherent plot, confused performances, and lame script that send this star vehicle spiraling downward. Well, what a well-crafted worded criticism. John Bailey with Flavor Wire said, Schumacher is like a bad stepdad who thinks we'll love him if he just feeds us candy all day. Yes, Burton is the daddy in this metaphor. The manic, depressive, annoyingly emo daddy. I hated all of that. <laughs> um, so, I, I like the Schumacher ones more than Burton. I am way more entertained by the Schumacher ones more, I'll tell you that. I've never I've never been a fan of Burton. I just think it's all like creepy goth stuff and that's never been my vibe and that's your vibe. I get I understand why people like it. It's just not for me. 
yeah I mean there's definitely things of his like I do like and I did appreciate but like as his career went on it was just sort of like okay like the staple yeah I get it like I get what you're doing um and yeah I just find like for maybe what they were going for for that Batman it could work but like yeah I've always found Schumacher ones are just more exciting what I think is weird is I think a lot of like the older generation than mine would probably always think like Adam West was like my you know Batman that was like a lot of people Batman growing up and so when they got like live action Keaton it was like mind-blowing but the this feels more the Batman and Robin movie feels more like the Adam West campiness like Tom Charity with Time Out said the fourth Batflick finds the juvenile franchise running on empty Okay, so here's something I want to talk about. Okay. Like, it's really interesting that these movies are considered as part of a franchise. And maybe I'm incorrect in this way of thinking, but like, especially like one and two, absolutely. It's Michael Keaton's in both, same vibe, same director, sure. But then like three and four, different Batman, different vibe, different. Like, so it's so weird to me that like these four are considered to be like together because they're all they're like there's a massive difference um first and foremost uh michael goff goff go i don't know how to pronounce the last name alfred he's mm-hmm. in all four that's true okay so he's the connective tissue i just think again it's interesting that the first two are diff- so different from like three and four three and four we're like okay you know what we're gonna try something fresh and fun but bring <laughs> that alfred guy with us <laughs> we like him <laughs> yeah he's we've cast him and we're not gonna recast unless he quits. <laughs> you got any more all right i sure do oh good i like that smile it's, that must mean some good news it means America and Hollywood's sassiest bitch, Roger Ebert, no surprise, did not like Batman and Robin. Roger Ebert from the Chicago Sun-Times wrote, wonderful to look at and has nothing authentic at its core. Oh, I don't know. They tried to have some authentic, like, authentic feelings of, like, you know... Um, family, family, family. <laughs> yeah, I think like the, the Robin whining was attempt trust. at like love and stuff, or to tr- trust, trust, yeah. trust, and with like Alfred's just like randomly dying, like they tried to make that feel I, hard. I have a disease that no one else <laughs> knows about. Uh, <laughs> um, and I do the first the first part of the review fully agree with. It is wonderful to look at beautiful i want to hear about what you thought oh man i thought so much okay so so much i don't know where to start is where does this rank on your batman movies just the first four because this is the quadrilogy this answer might be insane to some people and i don't give a shit but if we're going off our quadrilogy number one is batman and robin Okay. Number two is Batman Forever. Number yeah, okay. three is that third Bat, the second Batman with Catwoman. Batman Returns. Again, Batman Returns. And then the fourth is Batman. I have the exact same list, except just for differences. I'm going to switch 
I like three. I just like Jim Carrey as the Riddler and Tommy Jones as Two Face. I just yeah. like I like their pairing. They're fun. Yeah, I think for me, what it is is that just the nostalgia of four. Like I just uh-huh. watched it so many times as a kid and loved it. So I think that's why. And three was similar, but there's something about I, four that I like. I think loved it more. Four holds up best as a, the rewatch, just yeah. because it's fun. I feel like if the, it's dark and moody, it's not as fun as a rewatch. Take it from me. I rewatch everything. <laughs> it's much more fun if they're just being goofy and you just get to enjoy the same fun. As someone who never rewatches shit, when we decided to do this movie, I was like, oh my God, I haven't seen any of those four in forever. I'm going to watch all of them. Oh. I could not. Because. <laughs> Two of them were boring as hell. Sorry about it. So I would agree that this one is the most fun to rewatch. I like two, though. Two is like my favorite growing up because I was trying to like dark stuff. I like DeVito as the penguin. Yeah. I like Michelle Pfeiffer in her little outfit. Okay. Well, I like Michelle Pfeiffer too, but. (laughs) Gross joke. I think two is great, though, because I, but honestly, it's because of those two. So on that note, I want to talk about our villains, and yeah. I want to just start big. I don't want to talk about Mr. Freeze. Okay, so one thing that I really, really, really like is that we meet Mr. Freeze immediately, like four minutes in, and we're in, we're with him, and there's no like fucking like four minutes in, he's fucking up a museum, he's getting everything ice cold, like. We don't get a backstory or like what his deal was before this. We wait for that moment. Like the first time we see him is the first time Batman sees him and he's like in it and the action just starts. And I just really like that. I, I kind of miss that because now what it is is like we have a whole sort of like Joker-esque origin of like, what was our villain like? And it's like, I don't fucking care. Let's just get going. And I like that. I also just like, the commitment that Arnold has to Mr. Freeze. Yeah, I don't know why anyone dislikes Arnold as Freeze. He's like again, I think I already mentioned he's like a he's got the one-liners from action movies. It makes sense that he's doing all these dumb the puns are really stupid, but like there's just something about Arnold saying them just makes me smile just hearing them. I also think he has the look to be this kind of big weird monstrous villain so yeah. I, I think it but also well. the villain that's not really evil he's just like i don't even think he's like misguided because his goal is to save his wife from dying yeah and at all costs just all he's doing is collecting diamonds he's really not hurting people i think so too i think actually mr priest has like a really interesting story and arc throughout this movie where like you said he's just trying he has his wife preserved and he's trying to save her and in the end um he kind of realizes like oh shit this might not be like the best course of action whoopsie doopsie and him and bruce wayne have like a convo and bruce is like hey hey dude like you gotta go to jail but we'll still let you like work on this science and maybe there's hope still and he's like, okay, oh, also, here's my shit. You can save Alfred's life with these little vials. I really like that moment. I did, too. I did. He's just like, hey, I helped, like, I saved your wife. You know, I, you, 
we're going to send you to prison, but the prison's also going to have a really nice science facility for you so you can keep working and saving saving her and curing more people because, like, you're a good scientist. And you're not that bad. You're just kind of nuts today. I like that, I don't know, he, like, redeemed himself but also didn't get off the hook and still hoped for his wife. I think that's what's interesting about Batman and Robin is that both of our villains have good intentions. They're just, you know, maybe not executing the plan great. Because, like, I, I mean, especially nowadays, Poison Ivy's mission fucking holds up. Like, humans are actually destroying the plants, and the plants are what's going to help Earth. And she just wants those plants to thrive, baby. Yeah, planet's overheating. Yeah. I might need that Mr. Freeze soon. Yeah, I, you know what? I think the team-up makes sense for humanity. So, okay, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, You are more knowledgeable about Batman than I am. So I'll agree with that. <laughs> so I'm curious. Um, one, who are some of your favorite Batman villains? And two, which of those villains would you want to see have like a campy version of, like a Schumacher take on? Oh, um, I think one of my favorite Batman villains, um, would would it be either Two Face or uh Bane? Um, I like them. Um, well, I mean, I like I like a lot of his villains. I like more so like his, not the top tier, like second rung or so. Who do I want to see as like a campy version? Yeah. Out of the ones we've seen, I'd like to see a campy penguin rather than a campy Joker or Catwoman. But also, I would I want to see a dark version. I don't want to see a campy version of the ventriloquist. Okay. They got the puppet. As a toy man, I just think that's a fun idea. Um, a campy version? You know what would be wild? To give, like, a campy clay face. So, okay. While we're on the topic of villains, I think we need to address the bane of it all. So what's interesting for me and my journey is that I, as a non-Batman fan, when I was younger watching this movie, I didn't even register that that was Bane. I did not know who Bane was. No idea. You know, fast forward a decade plus, we've had the Tom Hardy version. I was well aware of that. Um, and now rewatching it now was the first time I realized like, oh my God, that's supposed to be Bane. I just feel like if I was a fan of like Bane and the comic books and all that, I would probably be annoyed with this version of Bane because he like literally doesn't talk and he's just like Ivy's muscle man and chauffeur so, yeah. <laughs> so like what's up with that yeah this Bane is really dumb because all he is because all he is a zombie it was just like okay it's the third it's the fourth movie we need to add another villain because we have another bat person so makes sense go three and three yeah who, who, who can we bring along into the mix that probably if we give him a personality and character holy shit that's gonna be too many things freeze the world plant the world what else are we gonna do with the world we're gonna bane the world that's what we're gonna do <laughs> um yeah he's just a he's just like a frankenstein zombie monster in this that just repeats uma and just follows her blindly for no reason her employer i think kidnaps like a prisoner yeah i think he's just running like awful experiments on people uh -huh. And so, yeah, Ivy just gets murdered by him next. And then when she arrives, she's like, Bane, come, darling. 
What? Why is he following her? She just gets him, you know? So yeah. he appreciates that. It's not a good Bane. No. It's a fun muscle character. You can call it Bane because it looks like Bane. It doesn't matter. It was the 90s. Let's talk about Uma. We haven't talked about her. Let's talk about Uma. So I think that Uma is really fun in this. Like, just really, like, I like what she's doing here. Um, where she's playing kind of kooky, but also sexy, which is a fun combo. Um, I also, in revisiting this, realized that, like, we very rarely get to see Uma playing something like this you know she's usually doing something a little darker or a little more intense whereas this, this is like her first like blockbuster which is interesting because she's been in very iconic movies but like this is big budget like yeah blockbuster yeah. kind of thing so it does feel an ex- like an extremely different role for her and it's awesome like watching her in this like especially when she goes like full-blown ivy um i think like I don't know. I just feel like she gets what is happening here where Ivy, again, is using her sexuality, appealing to the men to get what she wants um, and has a plan, but is also fucking nutso about it. I, I think she's a very good example of what the movie could be if people went in with the expectations of, like, this is a very genre movie of, like, goofy, over-the-top comic you know, that's almost slapstick in a way. Like, campy is the best word for it. Like, go in knowing it. Because if you go in expecting, like, a serious Batman movie, like, good action, you're not going to find it. It's, it's campy as hell. But, like, so well done. I think she does a really good job of, like, over-the-top performance is Ivy. I like watching the very brief, version we have of of her before she turns to poison ivy just like this kind of crazy like paranoid scientist who's like super fucking anxious i would love to see uma in more like campy and fun things because i think she really did get like the tone of what we were going for for these villains just like weird in a good way i don't know i just like it the villains killing it killing it what about our heroes I need to take this segue, okay? Because it's up, it's here. I need to grab it. One of the most awkward and uncomfortable things about this movie is watching Chris O'Donnell as Robin be like really into Poison Ivy. Okay. It's so weird. Like, it's I don't, very, it's very weird in 2022. It's very weird in 2022. Yeah, because when I was young, I didn't think much of it, but now it's like. Dude, you don't even know her. Like, you <laughs> literally don't know this woman. It's, I, it's... I don't want to, like, speak on his behalf and support him, but, like, she did poison him with the idea. Okay, so it's, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But we can... I uh, will not stop at all. <laughs> he is a horn dog about meeting <laughs> Batgirl right off the bat. Right away. It's like Alfred's granddaughter or niece or whatever the fuck. Grand niece. I don't know. She's related to Alfred. And even then he's like, all right, hey. It's like, dude, focus on your job. You have work to do. What else does he do? (laughs) What does he do? What else does he do? Like, yeah, he's trying to get it in everybody in this movie. But what's weird, okay, what's also really weird about like him being into 
poison ivy is he also thinks because like i don't know bruce just like has a like a work critique like hey buddy i think you could just do this like a little better next time like you wouldn't mind like thanks he's like you're just saying that because you're jealous that poison ivy likes me it's like what are we doing now what is this what are we doing here i don't what is this fuck? we have this weird dynamic well, the, now the movie the movie watching it now critiquing it from an outside lens perspective now um robin from the get-go is like the, the they really forced the robin is jealous of bruce and yeah. bruce is like i don't want to be a team <laughs> Yeah. I felt like we're gonna like what? I, I feel like you both like I didn't we establish this in the last movie that like you know you gotta I'm I'm here I'm gonna help you I already I know about it and I want to help you're both fighting crime and saving lives why are we arguing about you're just partners that's right it. right I don't like not I one, don't get that one person is the boss you're just partners now yeah and one can be a mentor but you are together so and bruce is the money behind it so he's like you know funding this endeavor for sure what do you think robin does all day um because he doesn't have a job whereas bruce at least has to like preach yeah he's gonna go to meetings Wayne and... yeah or i don't know what robin is doing at all so Who's like dick grayson up to his, co- his family died at the job so he doesn't have that last job he doesn't work that job anymore um, according to this movie, he's into motorcycle races. Like okay, that's a thing that's, he seems to regularly I, do. I don't know if that's a job. Well, he is no, She is super weird. She takes his motorcycle, goes to the motorcycle rally. She's all like, "Hey guys, I'm here to race. How are you doing?" And but then he also follows her because he's like either wants to go to Pound Town or he's curious what she's doing with his motorcycle. I think um, I think it's the latter on that one. Okay. And he shows up, and he's also like, oh, hey, yeah, I race. This is my jam. I think Robin literally just, like, fucking walks around the manor and eats food and plays he video games. Yeah, I think he's just, like, milling about. All right, so, yeah, Robin sucks. Robin he... lips. <laughs> oh, my God. When I was younger, the reveal of the rubber lips yeah. shook me to my core. I could not believe how smart he was i didn't see it coming i did not see it what whoa oh no she's kissing him <gasps> ah, that's that's awesome and terrible <laughs> at the same time it was like i had so many questions about rubber lips and like how do they work i used to think like rubber lips were just a thing people had a lot of access to i was so like enamored by this idea that he just he played her so how do we feel about the addition of Batgirl and Alicia Silverstone. Oh, I'm on the fence if I like it or not. Oh, okay. She's essentially a parrot in the last act. <laughs> Everything that Dick says, Robin says, she immediately says it uh, in a cocky, like, yeah, I'm a girl. <laughs> and like, half of the time I'm like, hell yeah, I'll accept this here. And the other time I'm like, oh, guys, we're just... <laughs> We're really forcing this down everyone's throat. <laughs> we got it. We were on board. You're, you're making it seem like we shouldn't like this. That's <laughs> weird. I got you. I got you. Oh my god. I, I like 
I like that moment. Yeah, okay. I that's got you. fine. But then I think there was another one where Batman's like, who knows how to work the computers? I got it. No, I got it. <laughs> like, it was, I was like, okay, she needs to stop doing this. Like, just let her be a part of the team. We don't need her to prove anything. We like her. It's fine. I'm part of the family. <laughs> I'm part of the family. Why are you doing this? I wish we had more of her as Batgirl in this. I like I get like the excitement of having it in like the final battle scene, like, oh hey guys, I'm here to help. But I really do like Alicia Silverstone as Batgirl and I want her in it more. One part that just gets me I got got me so hard with <laughs> Batman's like, Who are you? Bruce, <laughs> it's me. Yeah. <laughs> How did you not know? It's <laughs> it's clearly her. It's like it's just like her like eyebrows are covered, Bruce. <laughs> same hair. This girl's been living in your house for weeks. Like <laughs> not that side of the manor, you know? <laughs> so big. Oh my like it look, it's me. It's me. I'm Batgirl. Barbara. Duh. <laughs> well, like, okay. I also don't really love the fact that like Alfred just like randomly had like this plan for his great niece niece granddaughter no he doesn't have a plan for the niece granddaughter she shows up unannounced well, okay. he has a plan for his brother oh, oh. If, he, if Alfred dies his brother needs a disc that contains all the secrets of Batman because if Alfred dies he just <laughs> assumes his brother will like, stop what he's doing you know what, man? It's taken me taken me years to, to finally make this Italian restaurant. I mean, so much blood, sweat, and tears went into making my own business, and I'm making prop. But what's this? My dead brother needs me to help be a butler. I'm not, I'm in. <laughs> Dreams abandoned. I need to butler. Okay, it took me. From 1997 till right now to understand why Alfred desperately needed to get in touch with his brother. <laughs> yeah. Never, needed. never cared about that. Never figured that out. Because he's many times talks to Alicia Silverstone is like, I need to get in touch with your uncle like right Which, now. Would, it's, yeah, it's, but that, it's also dumb. It's like her, her uncle, his brother, like there's, just ca so calm. Is, so there's she's not related to that person. There's another whole. Why? <laughs> why is everyone related? Oh, she shows up. Thank God I don't have to get my brother to do this. Your family, I can trust you. <laughs> and he it, he couldn't trust her because the first chance she gets, she swipes it and tries to decode it. He's like, hey, I need to give this to my brother, and she's like. Well, I need to sleuth the shit out of this. His password is pegged. <laughs> I was laughing so hard. It was three letters. <laughs> no one could crack that. <laughs> Especially because the picture of her is right there <laughs> with her name signed pegged. It it takes it takes Alicia a minute to figure it out. She types in a few things. Really and long she words. Lo looks at Peg. <gasps> I think it might be Peg. Nice. Boop, boop, boop. You know what? I like Batgirl's energy because she's like, 
like a nice sweet girl and like loves her uncle Alfred. And then at night she's like, you know what? I'm gonna be a bad girl and go out to the streets and motorcycle race. And I think she's just got a rad complexity to her and I'm into it. How do we feel about George Clooney? How does he rank up with your other Batmans? Oh man. So, oh man, my other Batmans, it's slim pickings out here for the Batmans. I'm sorry. Um, Really? (laughs) I think to me, the villains are the most compelling part of the Batmans. So Batman could be just anyone. It could really be anyone. And hey, guess what it is? (laughs) We've had so many fucking Batmans. I also think Michael Keaton is a weird choice for Batman. I, I always back, see him yeah. as like like lovable and fun. It was like like a good buddy and stuff. Yeah. I don't see him as like someone intimidating. No. Uh, not until agree. we get to like vulture. Holy hell. That's intimidating as hell. Yeah, I agree. I don't think he's that intimidating as a Batman. I know people love him as Batman, and I think it's just because he's Michael Keaton and we all love him, maybe. Um Val Kilmer, sorry, Batman's not it for him. Um and then Christian Bale, yeah, of course, great. I know you like Batflick. I am indifferent. So honestly, Clooney's <laughs> kind of up there. <laughs> like... Yeah, Clooney's. I think one. Of, I think it's. It might be a tie with my favorite, like Bruce. So yeah, you were saying something interesting the other day. You were saying that you like Clooney as Bruce Wayne specifically. Yeah, and I, I like because I think he already had like again. It's a lot of like his like public persona but i think that might have stemmed more so after this movie um but he was always like mr bachelor and like rich good looking guy i think it's just he just i think it's just because he's just like the incredibly handsome looking guy he pulls this off really well uh he's like a gravitas to his voice is just like cool he's like that cool collected like whatever i don't go with i'll go with the flow but I'm in control of everything that's happening. I just, yeah, I think he pulls off a good Bruce. Um, it almost doesn't matter who's under the cape, at least in the Batman Forever and Batman Robin, because all it is just like campy and goofy. Doesn't really matter who's a Batman, or because he doesn't really change much when he does that. But I at least think Clooney really pulls off Bruce well, despite what Clooney thinks. I agree. I think you're totally right. I think that Clooney has this charm and the way he carries himself that works for being this like yeah, super mega rich like but very charming playboy kind of guy. And I just think he is a really smart good choice for Bruce Wayne. Um I could like see Like he would use all his rich monies for good rather than evil. Yeah, yeah. And like helping the... us get nice delicious coffee. And thank you. <laughs> thank you for those quick Nespresso shots, Bruce. <laughs> um, and I think, too, like, the Clooney charm, is, I don't know, he plays Bruce in a way where it's like, you can tell that, like, a lot of it is the, of the Bruce is a front, and there's really depth to Bruce, but he can't show that because he can't be vulnerable because he was Batman. So, you know what? Clooney, shut your mouth. You did a decent job here. You're wrong. Yeah. Clooney, I know you're listening. Say, say... <laughs> Say hi to Alma for me and shut your mouth. You did fine. But yeah, I think honestly, Clooney gets so much shit for this movie and he gives it to himself as well. And I 
fully like just don't agree with it at all um i know i said this before in the when we were reading the reviews but i just want to take a moment again to just like really give credit where credit is due and that is the set design and the visuals all the costumes everything looks so fucking fun and cool and it's it's very colorful every place feels unique like you know where freezes at feels so distinct to where like ivy's at versus like the manor and i really like that there's so many different like places we get that just looks so specific so yeah i think the visual department the costumes the sets all of the all of that was wonderful i kind of forgot the, like how they wrap up the villains um i forgot about that when the plant eats her i thought fuck that's a cool that's a cool exit getting eaten by your plant yeah she makes it out though somehow um i don't remember how she dies she doesn't die none of none of them do what happens to her because she just like stops she gets put back to prison oh okay with this and freeze is like Ha, I'm your cellmate. That's right. <laughs> and That's right. After knowing he killed or she killed his wife, he's absolutely gonna kill her. Um, we get like immediately when Batman and Robin are suiting up at the very beginning of this oh, movie. How could we not have to, this is one of the two things we need to talk about? <laughs> we get two tight ass shots, like Boom, they are sculpted to the gods. I yep. like the concept of these edits. We've got this is the suit, this is this, this is my weapon, this is the other weapon. I've got this, this is my shoe. Like, I like the idea. I think adding nipples to a bat suit and focusing heavily on that, the butts and the crotches are just like, I don't know if they were trying to like be like, <laughs> it's his butt or. <laughs> it's crotch it's ding dongs there like were we as kids supposed to laugh at that were adults be like oh hell yeah batman's ass looks tight i think it was honestly like hey clooney is a babe and chris o'donnell like, some people find hot so let's just lean into that real quick you know because like it's so unnecessary you're right i like the sequence it's very like campy it feels like you know old school batman like suit up suit up but then it's like ass nips crutch and it's like whoa i would love to know the decision behind nipples on the bat suit and then choosing those shots i don't think we'll ever know but i want to know nipples themselves are really weird weird they're here they're here to stay guys i don't know they don't need to be on a suit i don't it's so weird it's an unnecessary thing to have and you know so many people had to like confirm that costume look like it has to be passed on by so many people <laughs> so many people were like yeah i see no issue the other thing people make fun of a lot in this movie is the bat credit card which <laughs> is really stupid um let's break down the logic of this because yes like, please when they have a super hilarious joke like the bat credit card i want to pick it apart logically okay like let's let's, let's- not Let's not call it stupid or dumb. Right. It's dumb, but like in a fun, silly, it's silly. campy way. I like I like that. But let's break it, let's get in depth with this. Yes. Who's paying for that credit card? Is it the Wayne Foundation? Is it Bruce Wayne? Is it Batman? Does he have his own like 
here's my ID. Is there it's, like <laughs> it's just it's space in the cowl? It just says Batman. It's not a first or last name. This is like Batman had like an LLC that pays for this credit card. Cause like I mean it came through the Wayne Foundation. Otherwise, like Batman's committing fraud and he's not about crimes. Is Bruce just so rich that he can create his own credit card and like have a credit system? He pays it himself. Pays but, like, it himself. There's bank statements. They right. can easily track it. Follow any, the money. Any journalist in this town is the worst. It's like right there. Great way to explain how he gets everything. Yeah. That credit card is not a great explanation. Oh, okay. But it's so fun. It's so wow. Silly. I just had like a galaxy brain moment. Yeah. Do you think that Christopher Nolan saw the bat credit card and was like, I need to figure out the logistics of how this is going to work financially, and I need to put it in my movie. I need to. There will be no questions here. <laughs> yeah, I need to make sure that like we know how he how he Batman's like how it's possible. Yeah, now that the credit card is not opened just he up, starts off I'm Batman. Right, because now like the Batman credit card has opened up just like a world of possibilities and implications and nolan is like i'm trying to do a realistic batman and for that we need to have the financials in order world of possibilities quaz you have the bad credit card what's the first thing you buy i would take a vacation vacation like hawaii full resort included all expenses paid for all my friends everyone can come to hawaii we're going to go to hawaii guys Oh, good. I get a trip to Hawaii. Yeah, you'd get a trip too. Yeah. <laughs> would you? What would you do? I would immediately go to the closest Taco Bell and buy everything. <laughs> Make me everything. That's a good one too. And I would eat like three burritos and throw everything else out. <laughs> Joe, let's make this official. Do you think Batman and Robin deserves? A second chance. Yes, I do. It's always been fun. It's silly, goofy, campy. I, I always have fun watching this, even if it's making fun of it at minimum. Like, it's good. It's entertainment. It's, I'm, all, a lot of these scenes stick in my head and just, they're fun. I completely agree. I say it absolutely deserves a second chance. I think people are just like way too harsh on it and um compare it to other batman movies instead of just separating it from other batman movies and realizing here's like just a different type of tone and vibe from it we don't like you know i feel like we should as a society have a batman movie like every two three years it can be a different batman they don't have to connect or we can have two, like jessica's batman joe's batman the next year we go to the sequel to jessica then back to joe's like flip-flop leapfrog them who cares right right i'll be able to know oh yeah that was the same one that's the same story arc this is the same story arc yeah and like we already get so much batman content already we have so much batman it's insane so like let this one be campy and fun like who fucking cares i think it's at the very least like just really entertaining and really visually appealing and if you liked it as a kid like you're still gonna enjoy the hell out of watching it again. Yeah. Nope. Nostalgia all over. 
straight up. And you know what? Fuck the haters. This movie rocks. I'm a fan. I like it. All right. Well, thank you for listening to another episode of Second Chance Movies. As always, you can find us on YouTube for a visual episode and wherever you get your podcasts for an auditory experience, if that's what you prefer. Everything is linked down below, including our Twitter, Instagram, Letterboxd, TikTok. Follow us. Be our friend. Talk about movies. Check out Joe's action figure page. All that fun stuff. A big thank you as always to Beady McBeatface for our dope theme song. We'll be back next week with another Second Chance movie. What killed the dinosaurs? The Ice Age! Second Chance Movie!